Don't act like you're the same person. You've learned how to touch, to feel. You've connected with people. With us. have the theme picked out bud you're like for i have the theme for the pc build picked out ready to go jesus i'm i'm like between nope i i settled and there's a there's a backup theme to the theme that's going to be able to switch between the two well like in case you have a disastrous moment no no just just in case uh to prevent boredom because i get bored if something looks the same for too long so it's going to be interchangeable uh, more of a yes, but with a flip of a button. So is it like anime like, girls and then like hentai anime girls with the push of a button? Is that the game plan? Yeah, like those little pens. <laughs> where the, you remember those yeah. pens? You click the top and <laughs> then the clothes come off. Yes, yes. <laughs> I am going to do an anime build at some point, though. That That is going to happen, that, but that's that not going to be very, That is very like I, I wouldn't go that far. It's not mechanical in nature. Wait, are you sure? Because a couple moments ago, you said it can explode. So I feel like it's a transformer. Oh, no, that's just my current my current power supply, which is going to be discarded in this week. In exactly one week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need to survive one week. It's lasted a year. You better go like knock on a, on, <laughs> on a tree tonight. <laughs> Oh man, for those of you who don't know, Gigabyte has this uh weird habit of just having um their power supplies explode. Um so there's that. I almost got one of their motherboards. And their motherboards I haven't heard anything bad about. I know their graphics cards and their power supplies are just like not primo. Power supplies for sure. Because what happens is if it gets like because there's an auto shut off in power supplies to make sure you know you don't draw too much power than more power than the PSU is able to support able to provide it shuts off you know just to not cause anything if that happens one too many times then it just blows up instead (laughs) which is i mean to be fair 
if it blows up, then you can't draw any more power from the power supply. So, I mean, I, it technically works as, as it's supposed to. It's just a one-time use feature. <laughs> it's like the turbo or the NAS of power supplies. That's such like a that's such a bad thing too because like usually you some power supplies but most of them are you know casually on the bottom back and like you know God knows what yeah and it's like you can find videos of them on YouTube it's (laughs) oh fuck me Um, it's pretty you sound like a completely different person that. It's because I'm actually using the microphone as intended, so you actually get the full brunt. You get the full tsunami for my face. Not anymore, John. The days of of a young Brandon speaking are gone. My boy's balls have dropped, and he's a man now. A, a new era. Damn right. You're both welcome. You're welcome for my excellence. To be oh my I, I, I gotta say, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm just here to uh, hide my deficiencies by giving them as advice instead. <laughs> oh, boys. But we're jumping into Death Stranding today. Enough about, about pooters. I just wanted to let John know where I was in the planning phase. We'll have a conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're moving on to Death Stranding. Moving on up. We, uh, we are going to try to finish Mama tonight. Yo, um, real quick, can we can we take a moment to be like how fine the the actress that plays Mama is? Oh yeah, what's her name? Uh, Mallory. Hold on, Hardukensnitz. Hold on, uh, I, it says future 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 second wife. Margaret Qualley is the actress. There the you actress's go. Name she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Negotiate, Kenzo World, soon to be in. Wait. In that one show that Ken Dog hates or thinks that she destroyed, um, Death Note. Right? Yeah, terrible in the movie, but other than that, she's doing great. I, I think she's a she's a decent actress in Death Stranding. I haven't seen her in anything. She plays the part well in Death Stranding. I I'm gonna chalk it up to the the script was better. Mm, you know what? To be fair, that does sound on point from what I've heard about the Death Note movie. It's her show or whatever it was you were talking about. I don't I don't wanna I don't don't make me rehate her. I like I've grown I've grown <laughs> to enjoy her as we've gone with these chapters. <laughs> uh well uh hopefully that doesn't get ruined. Oh no. <laughs> oh no <laughs> boy, you're in for some uh some heat tonight then. Clean, you may have to get the wig out of retirement. I'm I'm suing somebody tonight. My my certificate. Street court it is. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I don't know where we are in my notes, so we're doing this shit live. <laughs> oh wait, can can we get a full on Bill O'Reilly? Like, let's give give it to us. <laughs> doing it fucking live. Pass Quick, somebody throw. Fur- what the fuck does pass furnace mean? Like, what are these? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my man out here writing secret code words and stuff. Yo, is this like your memento? Are you trying to tell yourself something? I don't. God, I'm, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with this. <laughs> it's a it's a mystery now. Did I talk about Peter Peter Englert wanting more pizza last episode? <laughs> uh, you did. You, I don't think it was the last episode, but you did bring him up recently. And I don't. I mean, it, and the context is not pizza. Is is. 
pizza euphemism? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, we're just going to prey on my memory and uh, hope this pans out, boys. But we left Mama, right? So we had that whole thing with Mama. Um, we left on the dramatic ending of Mama's prelude, prequel, or backstory, I guess, would be the most appropriate term. Yeah. Pre-story. Introduction. <laughs> well, well, she's, well, she was already introduced. Right, Back yeah. Backstory. Previous. We left off with Mama being yeah. really a really a fucking bummer. <laughs> uh, I almost died. Uh, my dead baby. You know, just really bumming everybody out. And then Sam left, like like we all would. Like, man, that sucks to be you. And then bounced. But of course, our man can't get a single fucking ounce of peace because as soon as he starts to leave, we get. Diehard man on the comms going, hey, Sam, did you know Mama has a terminal in her lab? You should probably go scope that bitch out. And for the kids with cancer, what's a terminal? <laughs> the terminals. So each dedicated location in Death Stranding, such as any of your distro centers, cities, uh, like Mama's lab, any kind of like important place has a terminal. And these terminals are kind of like the main input for gameplay wise for you to like take missions, retrieve equipment, share equipment with other players, you know, general UI shit in the terms of death stranding. It's the same thing, but it's for making deliveries, making orders, checking emails, doing that kind of shit. So when you're rich, you can have a, a, Sam FedEx box drop in your house instead of a gas station. How do you to FedEx comes to my where do your packages come? No, yeah, no. There there are <laughs> QTs that they'll you can send your packages to like a little FedEx lockbox. Why would you do that? I have no idea. I'm assuming truckers. I'm I'm not saying hey, I, I subscribe to the service. I'm assuming truckers. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> the gas day. I'm just I'm just letting you know what I've seen in the world. <laughs> you know that does make some sense because what if you're on like a road trip or some shit? Or like um, you know, like one of those summer RV trips or you know that old people do, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And you're like, oh, shit, we're out of X or we broke Y. And then, like, obviously, you're not going to go all the way back to your home to get it. If it's a special, like, thing that you can't just buy at Walmart, just have that shit delivered into whatever state or town you're going into next. And boom. Money. So I guess I could see the use of it, the utilization. (laughs) This man thought I lived in the middle of nowhere. I was really concerned, man. I was really concerned for you for a second. I was like, does does FedEx not go to your house? Like, I mean, that would that would be very weird. I mean, I know like they have those spaces, but for what reason would you need them for? I still don't get. Them. I just gave a couple scenarios. Well, understood, but like, I whole point of mail is supposed to be delivered to your home. That it's been like that since the damn beginning of time. So why would since the Pony Express? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't trust. Well, I think the I think the issue is like a lot of us since we're not on the road road like that. Plus, like there's a new population of people who live in like vans and cars now. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. That's a big up. You, you yeah. use the word people, which I don't agree with, but I forgot about that. 
<laughs> Van life is just a weird way of saying homeless. <laughs> you know, that's just my my take on it. I, mm. I don't want to hear a single small home person talking about it either. Y'all are just right there on the edge. <laughs> Bro, but those houses are affordable. Have you have you seen those houses clean? The actual tiny homes? Actual tiny both <laughs> both <laughs> both convenient but base I, that's like a backyard thing i don't know i backyard that's like a backyard. every i low-key every time i see a tiny house it just makes me think that some guy a realtor in new york was like i'm gonna sell an apartment as a lifestyle god that's exactly what happened so i'm seeing like i so i had to google it to see how much a tiny home goes for I'm seeing anywhere from twelve hundred dollars to sixty nine thousand dollars, depending on like what you. Yeah, want. people pull out mortgages, dog. This is real. It's kind of like a, um, you know, those pool campers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it looks like that just as a house instead of a box. Okay. Oh, and they'll ship it to you. Yo, you know, for the it might be a bit of like a steep up cost, but like a tiny house is like the perfect like shed for like all your gardening stuff. Oh, yeah. I was thinking as like, um, you know, it would be pretty cool to have one as a like guest suite mm-hmm. kind of thing. Agree. That'd be pretty fucking That'd cool. I wouldn't mind doing that. Then they have like their own mini home nice little Uno, and they don't nice have to be in my Uno goddamn spot. house. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yeah. This is a two story one with a garage. Oh lord! Oh, yeah, I'm I'm like in it. I'm. Oh in it. man, I did not mean to open this rabbit hole. <laughs> oh god! It's a, it's a two car garage, two floors, one bed, one bath at 650 square feet for 984 dollars. Okay, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to understand a little. Wait, bit. time out! I get a tiny house with a garage for 984. <laughs> yes. Is that really a tiny house anymore, though? No, that can't be a tiny house. And if it is, oh my God. It's, I mean, but you got to think it's only 650 square feet. They'd be all right. People don't need that much space. Hold on. I'm going to save image. I'm going to send this to you boys. I want your reactions on that. Where's Discordia? You know, technically, if if you ordered it in <laughs> Death Stranding, Sam would have to deliver it to <laughs> deliver this fucking house. Well, yo, there's enough. Can you imagine how many times? Bro, you could build a village. You could build like, oh, no, you could build a city. Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to get the tiny house life, boys. I'm starting to understand. I have too much bullshit for a tiny house, but, but there's the layout, and that's the second floor. Oh, what? Oh, bro, I'm about yeah. to tell Keely we are like, we're going to build multiple houses <laughs> on, on our land. That's nice. That's the same. You're, you're, all right. Semantics. I mean, the man is right, though. For When you say tiny house, it's supposed to be small and quaint. This is a mini home. This you is, could raise a family in here. You could raise a family in here. <laughs> and it come with a balcony? Bro, people in Jersey only yeah. get a fire escape. And that's Bro. not even for free. <laughs> Bro, sometimes we don't even have that. For real. <laughs> Hold on. And then I'm going to send you the last one, which is what it looks like from the outside. It's not the drawing, is it? No, it's no. the it's the goods for real. It's it's at least a render this time. Oh lord, I'm about to become a freaking land shark. Oh, oh Jesus bro, Christ. <laughs> all right, 
Boys, we're going to talk offline. <laughs> we're going to build a community. I'm just saying. And the thing is, is like I could just buy one right now. <laughs> just right now have a tiny home. I, I already know what I would do with that downstairs. You can also. Okay, so for an extra, an extra 300 bucks, you can have a basement. Bro, stop playing. An extra 300 bucks, you nah, can have a basement. Nah, I would be in the garage so I could. <laughs> I ain't open the. I ain't gonna be on a pod with you listening to fucking squirrels banging each other in the background, <laughs> bro. Why, my man's no, bringing we'll the magic of Disney. We'll put that shit in the middle of the hood, bro. That would be the house. I'd be like, I want to say the trap house, but it'd be the pot house. Yeah, but it's easier to gentrify it and build like a giant factory or something. Boys, I like that you brought this to my attention. <laughs> Are you thinking bro, about doing this? We're building a village. Oh. Not not for me, but like whenever I like retire, not living one when I retire, but like having it as like just, you know, for my kids and their families. That way Fair. they could have yeah. like a home to live in when they even here's a spare bedroom with your X amount of kids. Have fun. What, 900. The, the price of this house is, nine, with, is 900 bucks with with a uh, with a basement is twelve ninety nine. Oh, my God. Yo. Oh, it's going down this week. Oh my! I'm gonna build a community. I'm gonna start a cult. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> I'm gonna have long hair and a beard. Yeah, man. All right. So I take back what I said about the tiny home people. You might be onto some shit. <laughs> you might be onto some shit for real. Yo, you buy a tiny home and like maybe what 10, 20 acres of land. You know how big ten acres? Well, no, I'm dude. I'm not. I literally said we're gonna build a village. I didn't say, hey, I want to build. Yeah. Oh, yo, we could. We could get ten acres yeah. and just set up like yeah. a whole bunch of tiny homes, and then just rent out the tiny homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As podcast studios, As studios or whatever you want. No, wait. Are we gonna compete with Acon City? Because that city is the future. Acon City. Yeah, I don't know the magic of Akon City. In in Senegal? Oh Senegal? yeah, they're building an Akon City one and an Akon City right. two, bro. The, the the yo, the currency in Akon City is gonna be Akon coins. <laughs> How did you not know about the, the future of humankind? Construction begins this year oh. and opens in three years. Let's, so let's let me. I'll give you guys a quick TLDR on Acon City, right? So you know Acon had a bunch of hits. My man did his time. He it's decided to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he starts. You know, he starts becoming a bit of a futurist, like a a la Tony Stark, right? Trying to make a difference in the world and in Africa. So my man puts out this crazy futuristic cyberpunk-esque luxury city apparently they were supposed to build they were supposed to start building before the pandemic pandemic happens and they're like oh you know everything that's happened probably tons of delays and whatnot not an akon city boys this is the city of the future there were no delays akon city is still on track to be built but then you kind of find out there might have been some uh alleged uh hearsay and like alleged expectations and you know typical uh scamtastic things well if you go to akon city you're not gonna find workers you're not gonna find equipment the only thing you're gonna find there is a brick 
like one singular one singular brick (laughs) that's it why you watch your mouth it's the city of the future just you wait (laughs) oh and also akon tower is going to be in the center of the city all the businesses are going to be there and akon is going to be on the top floor of the tower just so you know sorry i got a little excited when i hear akon city this is some Doctor Doom level, but it's not MF Doom. Rip! Wow, we got way off. Yeah, track. sorry um, about that. <laughs> oh no that that was a lot that happened to us right then. A lot of information came to light. <laughs> some revelations were made. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really interested in that tiny home thing. Yeah. Like, I like it. I like it. I have a whole new plan. Yeah, it's my boy. Buy buy three tiny homes. Yep, there you go. Boom, everybody has their own goddamn house. Get their own mail, all sorts of shit. John, would you would you do and your lady live in one home and let the kids run the other home? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. God damn. I I would need another home just to storage. Bro, you can. They're less than a thousand dollars. Go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my word for it. <laughs> Buy a half dozen of those. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to call a manufacturer. What's, how much? How much for a bulk deal? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what's stopping me from just putting them all right next to each other and just combining them Bro. into one one mega home? Dude, ripping walls. You get you a competent contractor. <laughs> He's gonna have bridges in between. Bro, bro, what's? I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch of goofy shit that can happen here, and I like all of it. John, I'm gonna need you for a commercial. I feel like you could be the voice of this. <laughs> the voice of Tiny Home. Yes, of, of my of my cult community. <laughs> like John is gonna get people there. Home today. <laughs> that remote life, dude. Throwing some cats and dogs. We're in there. You need a weird one. You need an animal like that isn't normal. Oh, bro, it's gonna be a honey badger. Yeah, like a honey badger. I was thinking a raccoon. It's a whole bunch of raccoons running around. Yeah, but for the safety of public imaging, I want to avoid a controversy relatively easy. So the honey badger stays. What about a mongoose? I'm with it. I'm listening. That way they can fight off all the snakes. And that could be like your representation of fighting evil. <laughs> fighting the banks and their dirty mortgages. There you go. That's why you all live in tiny homes. Oh, man. We just... And the mongoose is your is your your spirit animal. Right. Fights off all the all the venomous snakes in the world. We got to go back to Death Stranding. We're letting all these good business ideas out, out for free. Uh, the fuck we are. <laughs> <laughs> Patented. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so uh, fucking Samuel, Samuel not Jackson, right? Ooh. That's where we were. Yes, he's tired of everybody's shit. And dead man called. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not Dead Man, Die Hard. Die Hard. Did man. I say Dead Man? No, you said Die. You, die you said Die Hard, man. That's me. Oh, I I always I always fuck them up. Chances are I've swapped their names like seventeen times so far. All right, so Homeboy is like, yo, uh, go to the terminal. We got to talk about some shit, and this is where we're gonna get like the next stage of what Sam has to do. And to kind of give you an idea, his next thing that he has to do is go over to Mountain Not City. But you can't go just like directly there because uh, it's called Mountain Not City for a fucking reason. So what he's going to do is he's going to go to the distribution center south of Lake Knot, swing by a way station that's in the north, swing through the distribution center, 
that is north of Mountain Knot City, and then go south into the center of Mountain Knot. Now, the plan is, because San's concerned, his big concern is that um, the Cupid software isn't written yet, so basically right now they're playing with fire, and Die Hard Man is like, don't worry about it, we'll get that shit updated, and once we do, we'll have that like flood the rest of the system, so it'll update everything at the same time. Sam kind of just accepts it for what it is, and then he starts asking about Amelie. Nothing's heard about from Amelie. And the coolest part that happens is Die Hard Man fucks off. Mama comes on the line because nobody has any kind of integrity in this. Everybody has to talk at the same time. Mama comes on and she's like, yo, I built I got you zip lines. You can you can build zip lines and use them now. And zip lines are the single coolest shit in this fucking game. This, but we'll go on to those another time. Okay, cool. Oh, no, we can talk about it now. Well, I just have one because I know that, it's, that yes. with very mountainous range. How does the zip line help in the terrain that this? So zip lines, the way they work is they connect. So you can build one zip line, but it doesn't do anything. You need to like connect them like a web, right? Because the yeah. whole game is about webs. So the way it works is you put up two different poles. And I want to say the initial span you can go across off the top of my head is 150 meters apart. Game meters, which, you know, would be like a mile yeah. <laughs> in game terms. And uh, you can level them up. I want to say you can get all the way up to 300 meters by level three of those, but nice. I digress. And the way it works is it is kind of like a hard light system, like actual chiral that connects them across. So the way you use them is they bend down, pick you up by your cuff link, and then shoot you straight across to wherever that other zip line is. So, Fantastic. one, it is faster than anything else in the game. It is the fastest way to get anywhere. Two, you can build them damn near anywhere. So anything that was a challenge for you to cross a lot, no longer an issue. You can just go either over it, through it, doesn't matter. The only thing that, like, prohibits you from doing things is you can't have anything kind of where Sam would be as he's sliding on the zip line, kind of like just normal life. If you were on a real zip line, you wouldn't want a branch hanging where, you, <laughs> where you're zipping through. Um, but no, if you plan on 100%ing this game, you're going to have to use it. No problem. And uh, they're also all the issues that you've had in the game up till now about like five starring any of the, uh, the other places in the game with deliveries and shit. No longer a problem, just from the speed. The way I do it is I kind of use the highway as like an artery, and then I make zip lines coming off of it as veins going to the different. For example, like the distribution center in uh, Central. So it'd be the distribution center south of Lake Knot City. Going from there, you can connect in one zip line path. Uh, one guy that we haven't talked about yet, he's called The Collector. Then you can go over to the rust guy, the junk dealer, have that then split to either going to the chiral lady, the chiral artist studio, or have that go over to the film director. And what you just now did is you don't have to worry about BTs while you're on the zip line. You don't have to worry about getting shot at. I mean, you'll still get shot at, but you're moving too fast to get hit. Um, basically you don't have any issues. It's just a direct shot. No longer having to walk through or go over the, the, the crevices that we were talking about in that area earlier, no longer an issue. So it drastically speeds up your gameplay just for replay. Oh, and, um, those floating carriers that we were talking about, 
you can have one of those still attached to you while you're on it, and it'll ride on the top oh, of the nice. zipline. So you can, yeah, so you can carry a fuck ton of cargo with you. Yeah, man, they're tight. Like they're they're my favorite thing in the whole game. I like, but yeah, that's all you need to know about ziplines. They're dope. Build them. Go for it. Shit's rad. Oh. So Die Hard Man then tells you like, if you want to speed up this process, the easiest way to do it would be through Fragile. But if you're smart, you won't do that. You'll kind of rack in a few extra points just by using the highways that you've been building to go all the way back up to the north. Okay, so the first place you're going to go is to the way station uh, that's just outside of Mountain Out City. Nothing crazy really happens here. It's pretty much just a stop and go. We're not going to really get a lot from this place. Um, the guy who you meet is a little funny because he like comes up with a whole bunch of nicknames Sir Sam that he's been putting out. So he's one of your uh, your free, your few new groupies <laughs> that is just talking about you. A few that he gives them is like the Great Deliverer, which is the common one that we've been getting. But then he also calls them the BT Buster. Ah, okay. I got where we're at. Okay. So I'm just going to let this catch up in the background. So now, as soon as you get done with this guy, though, what's going to happen is you're going to get an alert from Die Hard Man. Die Hard Man tells you that there's been a an accident is the word that's used. An accident at the way station mountain, not city. So what happens is you now get put on a timer. This timer is 45 minutes that you have to get from where you're at now to the way station or to the distribution center. And you're going to be carrying basically a whole bunch of emergency supplies. Now, the only that doesn't seem terrible, especially because this is a fairly flat area. You do have to kind of go around a mountain um, rather than over it. But there's there's an issue. Uh, the issue is the first thing you're going to do is you're going to pass a furnace, which, as we found out from the previous area, furnaces just are screaming for BT <laughs> bullshit and then the thing that you're going to have to do after that is you're going to have to go through a terrorist cell nest thing uh, and terrorists are a little different than what we had with mules in that uh they don't use non-lethal ammo they are actively trying to kill you and as we know if you die and then start to decay you blow up and that's why they're terrorists is they want you to explode. They, they literally just want as much destruction as they can possibly get their hands on. And, and you are now walking. Yeah. Yeah. They, they terrorize. But I mean, as long as you're fast, um, honestly, just don't drive a truck. If you're taking a, uh, a trike through this area, you'll be fine. You'll have to kind of do some finagling to get through like the wooded area of it, but you should be fine. But if you're driving a truck, does it turn into Mad Max? We would be so lucky. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Fury Road is not in Death Stranding. No, there are some defensive vehicles you can get your hands on um, by this point. And they are what they say they are. They kind of have shielding around them. Uh, rather than making use of battery banks, they make use of like defensive barriers. So you won't get shot up so fucking much. Mm, okay. So the battle wagon from Dawn of the Dead. Yes, there you go. Now, as soon as you get to the distribution center, you should be fine. Honestly, the time it gives you is kind of a crazy amount of time. You shouldn't have to worry about it at all. Um, as long as you're just focused on getting there and you're not focused on, you know, dealing with threats, you should be fine. But as soon as you get to the distribution center north of Mountain Not City, 
you turn in all the shit. You obviously obviously get like the hero's welcome of like, oh, you saved a man's life, yada, yada, yada. But that's when you come to find out that it wasn't an accident. There was an actual attack on the distribution center. I mean, which makes sense with how close they are to like the groups of terrorists, because there's more than one. There's like three different areas of terrorists surrounding that location. Um, and what happened was somebody slipped explosives into one of the parcels that they were processing. Obviously, we know who it is. It's all the separatists. No big issues. But <laughs> the real issue is it could have happened to anybody. You know what I mean? It wasn't a specific. It was whoever it gets, it gets. So you get your bullshit, hook homeboy up, bring them in, in the chiral network. And then the next thing that you're going to do is because it's Sam, you're going to go night night. I was going to ask when he was going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> but no, Sam is going to go night night. Um, while Sam's going to go night night, we are going to take a breaky poo. So we will be right back. All right. And we're back. So where we just left off is Sam is going night night. Just because Sam has to go night night every episode. And I like I like our breaks happening when Sam takes a break. Does Sam ever really take a break? I not really, because yeah, <laughs> like every time he goes night night, something crazy yeah. happens. <laughs> He's got something going on in his dreams that, you know, and that's one of the things that I haven't come to a conclusion on. So this game answers like a lot of the questions that we have uh, and the listeners have a lot of those, if not all of those get answered. Um, it, it takes some roundabout. It doesn't directly tell you like it does in a movie and goes, oh, and that's why this happened. It it gives you the story. And then when you get when you get the finishing pieces, you can finally finish the overall puzzle. But Sam's dreams and how they kind of communicate to him, I don't have a direct answer on in any of the lore. Like, because um, now I'm at the point because we're kind of at the midway point of Death Stranding. Um, everything from here on out starts explaining things. So now I'm like deep diving the lore side of it that the game kind of gives you an emails and hidden shit laying around and some of the side quests that we haven't talked about yet. And I haven't, I'm, I'm starting to like really dive, dive into that shit. Even though I'm already aware of most of it, I haven't dove into it. Now that I'm diving into it, it's still a question that I have yet to have answered because if you remove all of the dream sequences from here, <coughs> we wouldn't have less information. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, Exactly. We're like we're not getting anything extra. It's kind of like if you removed Indiana Jones from um, what was it, the Ark of the Covenant? Mm-hmm. The yeah, if you removed Indiana Jones, the movie would end the same way. Yeah, and even in Unger, that wasn't even then. Like we would still have become aware of Unger during his arc. Yeah. So you, you know what I mean. So even then, that's kind of a tight comparison. I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. But even then, like if you just straight removed it, we wouldn't be out anything and we'd still be aware of them from whenever um, Sam Jackson to BB. Hmm. But I digress. Uh, so Sammy's night night, right? Sammy boy is he's sleepy. So he wakes up or he wakes up in this dream and next to him crying is BB out of his out of his cage. <laughs> Somebody let the child out uh, just laying on the sand. But the thing that I want to draw attention to in this scene is you'll notice that Sam and BB are connected by an umbilical cord. And there's some symbolism there that's happening. Um, And it's something that's going to 
not seem important now, but as we progress in the story, it's going to be like, oh, that's what that meant. So Sam picks up BB, cradles him, hushes him like any any adult would with a small child, right? A wee lad. And as he looks, he looks on to see Amelie staring at him. He sees Amelie as she like extends her hands to Sam. Sam looks at where he was holding BB on his chest and it is now like a broken doll. Like you remember um, that weird. Yeah. Yeah. That weird baby doll from Toy Story. Oh, with the <laughs> Sid, my man Sid, yo. Yeah. It looks like that. It looks exactly yo, like, like that. For a minute, I thought it was like a ripoff of it because it is like spit an image. Very true. And look mm. at the way that. And Very true. The way that- Oh yeah, and the whole thing is just like it's it really it's really on yeah. point. Um, now, what happens after this? Sam obviously is watching. Uh, he throws the baby down, <laughs> the baby doll down, and he looks back at Amelie. And when he does look back at Amelie, now we have fuckboy McGillaguddy behind Amelie doing the. Honestly, at this point, it's kind of like his calling card: the weird finger to the mouth hush movement and going shh, because. Um, that's how we first saw him in the game was when he was on top of that truck. And that's the exact same movement and sound that he made. Hmm. Right. That's wild. Didn't think about that. You see what I mean? Like everything kind of, it's nuanced. Everything in this game is nuanced. Um, Which is why some people get sick of it is because it's not a direct story. It's kind of like this game is equivalent of like watching a foreign film that's based on like the art of the film rather than the telling of the story. And a lot of people hate that shit, but that's why a lot of people are also confused is because they don't quite know what to look for in these kinds of things. Also fuck boy McGilligutty. Um, his name is played by Troy Baker. Oh, you're talking about, um, drip God. Yeah. Um, shoot, shoot, hold on. Drip DeLorean. Yeah. Drip DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> Higgs. Higgs, thank you. Fantastic. Troy Baker is just... He's something, man. He's no Ezra Miller, and that's a compliment. (laughs) Somebody invoked the name of Miller in our house. (laughs) So Higgs then, like, takes a hold of Amelie, takes a knife, and starts, like, pushing it into, like, her collar. Like, her collarbone, right? So he basically stabs this woman, throws her down, and as he throws her down, he grabs her kipu. And the kipu, just as like to refresh everybody's memory, is remember that necklace that Sam as a child gave Amelie with the knots tied into it? We kind of did some of the history of a kipu and what it means. Um, but he takes it. And when he takes it, obviously him being a dickhead, he puts it on. Oh this my is God. just more drip. It, that's that's it's yeah it's more drip but there's that also means something that we'll get into by the end of this and i'm not going to explicitly state it that's going to be one that i want people that's going to be one of the things i want people to draw to the conclusion on their own um yeah there's symbolism there now sam wakes up and when he does he reaches out and he sees amelie standing in front of him now amelie to this point has been very while she's been melancholy, she's been calm. This is the first time that we get Amelie in kind of an anxious, uh, fast-talking, nervous manner, I guess would be the way to put it. 
And the first thing that she tells Sam is that Higgs and his men have finally reached Edge Knot City. And basically, she has no way out. And the reason she has no way out is because um, as soon as they arrived, everybody died. The city was destroyed. And from all the casualties that were taken, there's BTs everywhere. Now, if you were just told all this, hey, an entire city is not only destroyed, but everybody in there is dead. And now they're possessed, like possessed souls are just floating around. What would your reaction be? I've always wanted to swim in the river sticks. It's funny you say that. <laughs> Remember that sentence. But uh, Sam, you know, because he has uh, normal social interactions. He's not weird um, at all. Uh, he he looks at her and goes, where's your kipu? Because now we, as viewers, are also seeing that she's not wearing it. Weird. It's getting weird, right? She ignores this question and says that she was able to sneak away and reach out. But this is probably going to be the last time the two of them are going to be able to talk. And she just wanted Sam to know that she's safe. Aww. The next... Well, things get weird again. Because... We have all this information about the Carl network and the way it is now and like what it's doing. But she tells Sam to keep building the Carl network and to not stop. And that's the one thing she's going to ask him to do, which is kind of strange because the way the Carl network is operating now is more of a detriment. It, it, I won't say it's more of a detriment than a help, but it's detrimental to the benefit of mankind as much as it is helpful to the prolonging the existence of mankind. So it's a strange ask. Um, but she goes on to say that it's her only help, like her only hope for freedom. And then, um, yeah. And then when he's done and he gets over to edge, not city, they're going to make their way back East together because the, remember the end game of this is just Sam Giddings, Amelie and rescuing her, right? Is the whole Mario and Daisy bullshit. Sam again, just goes, Amelie, the fuck is your keepu? When this happens, Amelie starts backing away. And then says the usual line of, I'll be waiting for you on the beach. Which, at this point, I'm starting to believe is just like this game's version of the May the Force Be With You. <laughs> You're talking Order 66? Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's it's good calling. Um, but, of course, life goes on. Sam puts his fucking cufflinks back on and moves out. Now, the next scene that we get is an unskippable scene, so we have to go over it because it does push the story a little bit. Like I said, pretty much the ending of Mama is just all cinematics. But what we get is we get Mads Mikkelsen, again, as Unger. And what happens is we're looking through the eyes of BB. Remember, that's when all these scenes kind of take place. It's through BB's eyes. And we see him kind of holding BB hostage and... Sirens are going off, emergency lights are happening, and two guards are telling him to drop it and put the child down, have their guns raised at him, and then Unger has his pistol raised at them. (laughs) And then what he does is he puts the pistol to BB and starts yelling at them to back off. You see, things are getting weird. Um, Starts yelling at them to back off, but then what he does is he starts to try to run away and he gets gunned down. Uh, He gets shot. We only see one gunshot, but then we see him getting put down and then a thud before everything fades to black. So there's more there. We just don't have the full story yet. I don't think you can threaten a baby in America and get away with it. 
Happens every day. But hot, <laughs> happens every hot day. Damn. Did you know though that most um Amber Alerts are for over custody, not necessarily kidnappings? No. Yeah, like a majority of them are actual like just custody issues, not necessarily like somebody got taken off a street. So it's a giant Mori episode, is what you're saying. Pretty much. And where are the cameramen? It's kind of a bummer. Like when I first found that out, I was like, that really bums me out. Cause like whenever I got an Amber alert, I was like, oh shit, I'm looking. Where is this motherfucker? I'm looking out my windows. If I'm driving, I'm like going the long way to get somewhere. Cause I'm looking for this motherfucker. I want to find the kidnapper, right? I want to be a hero. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it gives you the tools to do that. (laughs) And, um, and then to find out that it's more like dad is late bringing uh, a kid to, to mom is like, (laughs) Oh, well, that's a bummer, <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway, I just thought that was an interesting thing. It kind of bummed me out, so now I got to bum everybody else out. Um, now, we do get a call from Dead Man. <clears throat> Whenever we get a call from Dead Man, it's actually like, useful information. Um, <clears throat> so he calls and is immediately like, hey, yo, I got some new info that you might want to be privy to. And he goes on to explain that because of all the data that he's been able to retrieve from other facilities through America that Sam's connected so far, he's gotten new information on BBs. Now he starts to get shady from this point on dead man. He starts to, you can, you can kind of get a, a sense that he's fearful for his life a little bit. Cause he's starting to under uncover like information that he's not supposed to have. And nobody is supposed to know and to give you kind of like an idea of that, he goes on to explain that, like, hey, I dug this up. Nobody has told me to look for any of this. I found this. But to put it further, he tells Sam that if um, if anybody asks Sam or if like the news comes out of what he's found to make sure that he says, like, hey, it was all dead man. Dead men did it all. Uh, just put all of the blame on dead man. And not deal with any of the blow, uh, not deal with any of the blowback. And basically, if anybody really gets suspicious, just be like, "Hey, dead man just called and rampled to me on the wire. <laughs> like, I didn't ask for any of this." Um, but we kind of get one of the big revelations of the chapter, and that's that Bridges wasn't the first ones to bring back BB Tech. Mm-hmm. It was Apple. Yeah. So, it, you know, that would be some anti-human soul thing that <laughs> Apple would do the most soulless company in America. Um, but he goes on to say it gets worse. He says that a group of separatists were the first ones to bring back BB tech also could be Apple. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so specifically it was a group of terrorists that was opposed to UCA expansion. And according to the records, they started using them three years ago. So it's not been a long time because you got to think the separatists did it and then Bridges did it following. So how long has this technology been used by Bridges actually? Then we got the question. You guys remember how long a BB stays in service? Was it like three, five? Just a year. Oh, that's you see what I'm saying? It's goofy. There's the, the timeline kind of gets narrower. Yeah, man, that's a terrible running back contract to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, this tech got brought up 
which would have also been when Bridges One was putting in the plans to head west. So like they hadn't started heading west yet, but they started moving to get it done. Um, but the separatists were having troubles with the, uh, with the BTs. And the next train of thought is one of the was like, hey, if we can track the BTs, we can steer the BTs into the path of bridges. Because remember, the whole point of this is to stop a UCA from happening, a United Cities of America. Now, when bridges caught wind that like BTs were going to be weaponized against them, they thought the best way to do it or to kind of get around it was to fight fire with fire and start using BBs to kind of like counter other BBs. So dead man goes on to say that it's possible just from a timeline perspective that that Sam's was commissioned for that specific purpose, the one that he has right now. And it kind of goes and adds the fact that it's conspiracy adds to this other conspiracy because somebody has tried to conceal BB's records. Um, Cause BB 28 has no service record to be noted of. And dead man goes on to say that the whole thing is extra weird because even he found it weird that bridges kind of just jumped on to a technology that nobody quite understood yet. But now we know why it was happening is because and the word he uses here is or the sentence he says is we've been aping methods and te- techniques employed by others from the start. And I'd never heard aping before. So that was just a fun word that I wanted to bring attention to. No, I find safe the behavior or. Uh, um, sure. It's not lust. Or lusting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it comes yeah, up. Yeah. So aping is just the the act of it. So I mean, yeah, yeah, no, that would be the definition. It's just strange. I've never heard that before. It's like a weird. I don't know. I just thought it was a weird, like word. It works. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, for sure. But in in the uh, things get worse. Oh, no. Dead man has more info, <laughs> and things get worse. And this is about the initial bb experiments and this is where we're gonna get the backstory because remember we're in current wait what would we say we're not in post-apocalypse we're in current apocalypse Mm -hmm. okay so we're gonna get some (laughs) pre-current apocalypse info right yeah so a little bit of the world starts to get explained here so dead man has been kind of piecing things together and what he's found is he found that the bb experiments started around the time of the initial death stranding and they were conducted on the, uh, on the Island of Manhattan, which is um, off the East coast, <laughs> which remember <laughs> that should no longer is this. <laughs> so yeah. to Sam, he needed that, <laughs> that geographic information. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and it's completely and utterly obliterated. And, uh, he believes it to be a void out that knocked that shit out. A void out? Mm-hmm. Which a void out, just to refresh, is uh, what happens when somebody goes necro and then does that weird explosion thing from their dead body. Mm-hmm. Just another reason not to live at uh, in, in Manhattan. Just show your, but, show your dong when you visit, right? <laughs> just whip it out. That's my passport. Um. Uh, <laughs> tiny passport but dead man then goes on to say that uh 
back when the experiments first started, the American government had like full support, like of the BB trials, like government was totally in on it, like super approved it. And, uh, based on what he's found so far, he suspects that the BB program was conceived to help gain a better understanding of the nature of the death stranding. Right. But you know, we know how BBs are the BB program is made and how BBs work. Um, so obviously once this news got out about how it works, um, there was a lot of ethical and safety concerns. (laughs) And as soon as the public found out, they were like, Oh hell no. Mm -hmm. Um, which to get all of America to agree on something is fucking impossible. So that tells you just how like fucked this was. Um, but the government being the government pressed on. And, uh, when they pressed on, uh, in their desperation to make sense of the greatest disaster of their age, they caused another disaster. And, the president himself was killed in the blast. And because he was dead, guess who took his spot? Obviously, we know it was the vice president, but do you know who the vice president was? Mm-hmm. President, vice president Strand became the president of America. Odd. <laughs> that's, a, that's weird, right? Um, and then as soon as Strand took over, all the experiments were then suspended by the president who was then by that point strand. Not only that, but as soon as that happened, all the documents pertaining to the program were shredded facilities were decommissioned and every effort was made to pretend that BBs had never existed. Like just wipe it from the human consciousness. That's major red flags. Right. (laughs) But that kind of, obviously that's a whole bunch of shit that anybody with a brain is like, Huh, that's strange. I hope we dive into that. But Dead Man points out something that doesn't immediately enter your conscious as a thought. And that is, if all that's true, then how the fuck did some random separatist group resurrect the program decades afterwards? And he's like, I don't know, but I'll go keep digging. <laughs> then he fucks off. <laughs> oh, man. But uh almost like clockwork you know the guy that we're kind of hiding from in this is diehard man because the dude's sketch <laughs> he's sketchy as fuck <laughs> every fucking time something's going on he just pops up and he pops up here again yo tell me why it looks like he has the worst like blackface costume i've ever seen if that's the worst do you know who has the best blackface costume uh robert downey jr facts that's exactly who i was gonna say <laughs> Should have known. Oh, man. But uh, Die Hard Man comes up, you know, because the next place we have, the last place we have to go, really, is um, Mountain Knot City. And right now there's an issue with Mountain Knot City. And the issue is a tar-like substance is literally bubbling out and, like, from underground and bubbling into the city. (laughs) And it's not just a little bit. It's a lot. To the point before, like, it's going to destroy the city. Like, it's already in the city. Like, it's already there. And, um, yeah, right now, pretty soon, in the near future, Mount Nas City is just going to be swallowed by a uh, giant pool of tar. (laughs) So, let's go dive into that, boys. 
Hit him with that Trey song. <laughs> now, to get it through this, Die Hard Man doesn't tell you what the plan is. Uh, he just tells you that there's an order to solve this. So I'll go ahead and tell you right now if you have no intent on playing this. Um, the, the weapon or the tool, however you want to say it, uh, that's going to be used to alleviate this problem is, and I quote, an antimatter bomb. That'll do it. That's a good threat. Yeah, it looks tight. Um, now there's a few things that you need to know about it. Number one. Oh, okay. So the number one is um, the antimatter bomb. The way they have it, um, it's not meant for transportation. <laughs> it's kind of um, suspended. And what happens is if you cause, if it takes too much damage or it deteriorates too much from time fall, it'll just blow up while you're carrying it. And I want to reiterate that we're going to mountain, not city. By the way, those terrorist organizations that are around, we're going through a couple of those too. So have fun, boys. This is where I die every playthrough. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> because like that. I'd like to add in too. Any- well, yeah, because we don't even nice. have. The only reason we is it dark matter or antimatter that we only know the existence of because basically there's missing numbers and well, equations. Antimatter. Okay. Well, I mean, so is dark matter, right? We're not getting into this. All right. No. We, we, yeah. We'll be here yeah. for hours. Okay. No. We're not doing. This. We know that the, we know that this exists here. <laughs> We we know that it exists, <laughs> and specifically in this yeah. game. Um, so you go ahead and you deliver that shit. Um, figure it out on your own. There's really no right or wrong way to deliver this thing. Um, I can tell you that I've tried numerous different ways to do it, and each time I always blow up once. So there's that. I've never had one game or one successful playthrough of Death Stranding without me dying once, and it's always because of this this delivery. But if you took the long way around, could you avoid those obstacles or not? You could. Yeah, you could you could avoid the terrorists for sure, 100%. But here's the thing. Um, if you don't carry enough cargo repair spray with you and time fall hits, it's going to deteriorate and blow up. Um, if you just walk too fast, it'll blow up. If you trip and fall down, it'll blow up. Uh, if you fall from too far of a height, it'll blow up. <laughs> no, this sounds um, like dating Ramona Flowers. Fickle. <laughs> Fickle. Bread makes you fat? Wait, what? <laughs> Ramona Flowers. I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hit it with the Scott. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, though, y'all, do y'all know Paku Paku, man? <laughs> What? Oh, here we go. You gonna lay it on him, or are you just gonna you just gonna oh, sit there and take no, that? No, my man just he <laughs> shut it down like no, Kenny. I don't even want to know about it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. No. Okay, no. I'll send it to you, John. It's an experience. Michael Sarah is gonna explain it to you. <laughs> oh boy. So. Oops. Uh, John, John delivers this antimatter bomb. Sam delivers his antimatter bomb. And um, when he does, a woman pops up to receive it. Um, and she's not too thrilled that Sam is there. Her The first words out of her mouth are, the hell do you think you're doing here, Bridges? And then says, like, the network that he's building is carrying, like, super nasty stuff, right? 
Obviously, we already know that. Been through it. And she kind of berates him for a while about it. And then he like basically calls him stupid for like trying to build this chiral network and then says that she uh, or we she doesn't say she she says we want no part of your chiral network or the UCA mm. now. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to be like, my smart ass would have been like, we are venom and we don't give a shit. <laughs> you getting it <laughs> whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. Oops. What just happened? Oh, what you do? Where'd she go? Did it break for you guys? Yeah, here? it's completely black. We can get out and jump back in, and that might do it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't left yet. I'm trying to... There it is. Hey. That was fucking weird. Awesome. It, it's the spirit of your parents. Turn off the computer and go to bed. Oh, God damn it. You bitch. Oh, Lord. What's going on over there? Fuck off. Oof. <laughs> and... We're back from that technical difficulty. Poor guy lost an arm. Okay. So Sam kind of hearing her while getting berated, he goes, he recognizes the voice because the voice is, it sounds very similar to mama's and Sam's like, is that you mama? And then, and then asks her if she hit her head. (laughs) Imagine this this woman berating this man for the decisions in his life, and then he's like, "You hit your fucking head, <laughs> bro." That's a love story. That is the Nicholas Sparks book right then and there. Right. Uh, this woman is like, uh, "I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about," and uh, Sam is just like, "All right, uh, enough playing games. Like, come on, Mama," and she's like. I don't think you heard me and then calls him Mr. Which that would make my rage go from zero to 10 real fast. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I wouldn't vibe with that. Yeah. yeah right. Mm, I would, uh, how would you, how would you counter? Cause I would counter with a slow down there. Buckaroo. Cause you're getting, you're getting the <laughs> buckster at that point. Buckaroo is about the biggest insult you can oh. make. Um, Bucko. Bucko's a good one, too. Need to shorten that bad boy up. But uh, she says, listen here, Bucko. Uh, Mountain Not City is telling you and the UCA to get the fuck out of Dodge. We don't like your people here. And then she's like, goes on this tangent about how, like, there's going to be another Death Stranding if they keep doing this bullshit, yada, yada, yada. Um, And that she didn't ask them to come and tell us or come and tell them how to live their lives. And that's kind of like, I just delivered this anti-matter bomb to you. Um, and you came at me with a lot of aggression. Like I haven't told you shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the unnecessary hate. Yeah. Uh, she then is just like, listen, all we want is the occasional delivery. Nothing else. Okay. So now you're like, telling me that like you want me to work for you, but you're not going to listen to a fuck all I have to say about it. So it's kind of pretentious. Um, and Sam's just like, so you speak for the city and she's like, yeah, I'm in charge. And her name is Lachna. If we remember right, Lachna is the woman that we're supposed to find to fix Sam's Cupid. So immediately he goes into panic mode and he's like, hold up. I need to talk to you because you're a technician. And she just shuts this down immediately. It's just like, yo, go home. 
<laughs> fuck off. And Sam's like, no, you fuck off. Listen to me. Like, I need your help. And she's like, well, we don't need yours. Damn. So later. <laughs> she said, the store is closed, sir. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> she fucking just hangs up. <laughs> um, Diehard man comes on the comms. <laughs> what? And uh, is like. Yo, have you tried like not doing what you did? <laughs> Very constructive um, criticism is what I'm hearing. Yeah, really way to go. You know, just super helpful. And then he goes on to tell you how much like they need Mountain Not City and they need her specifically to fix the Cupid. And it's like, well, no shit. <laughs> like, I didn't do this. This just happened. Um Basically, Die Hard Man just kind of reiterates everything that we already know. Sam asks, what now? And Die Hard Man says, here's the thing. Lachna is Mama's twin sister. Not only is that like a big deal, but she was also part of Bridges 1. If you remember, is the one that went out with Amelie's. And we get Mama's real name. And her real name isn't Mama, because that'd be a stupid thing to name your child. It is an even dumber name, Mulligan. I'm sorry, did you say Mulligan was her name? Like, good M- lord. M- close, Mulligan. What is that, elf? I don't know what it is. But it gets expanded even further, and we find out that both of them have dooms, and both of them are scientific geniuses, which we kind of already knew the second part. Mama has is the expert in applied physics, and Lachna is the in theoretical physics. So... That means that Mappa designed the Cupid and then Lachna is the one who wrote the software to write it. He then goes on to say some goofy shit, which is that they both of them used to say that they could converse over any distance. And it was because of a bond that let them do it. <sighs> Basically, Darherdman just kind of throws that sentiment away is like, well, I don't know if that's true, but I do know we wouldn't have a chiral network if it wasn't warm. So we're going to let it ride, bud. He then goes on to say that uh, they were so close, they were like one person in two bodies, which is why they were able to develop something as high tech as the Cupid. And after Malingan's accident, Lochnell left Bridges and then cut off all contact with Bridges. So essentially now it's on to Sam to figure out a way to bring Lochna into the fold or else everything goes to shit. So there's that. So we have to figure out a way to uh, get Lachna on board or everything goes to shit. Does she, does Lachna have the uh, the ability to be like, no forever? Or do you, can you break them down and get them to say yes? Well, um, no, things here have to kind of pan out a certain way. Um, and you'll kind of see why, um, that's that certain way <laughs> has to happen this way. Uh, because it's kind of the, it gets it's not complicated and we're actually going to go right into it. Um, but first we're going to go on a little breaky poo because Sam goes night night, which means we have to go night night. So be right back. So coming back into it, Sam drives his ass all the way back over to mama. He goes into the lab. And as soon as he enters the lab, obviously his odor deck starts clicking away. So he unplugs BB just ahead of time to not have to deal with that annoyance. And what we see is next to Mama, who appears to be asleep on a desk, is a new set of handcuffs. 
or cufflinks. She thanks Sam for coming back, picks up the cufflinks and says, I got you something. These are your new cufflinks. Yeah. Yeah. Never forget that they are literally handcuffs. <laughs> um, and the whole thing works just as the old system did, but she redesigned everything from the ground up. Um, after he last kind of met with her and what happens is Sam looks at him and goes, they're weapons too now. And she goes, that's right. Cord cutters. And then flips open one end of the cuff of the cuff links. And it's a chiral oh my God, that's beautiful. cuff blade. That's beautiful. It's, it's pretty fucking dope looking. Right. And she goes, I need to explain. And now we get some answers on the BTs. She goes on to tell us that BTs are connected to the other side via umbilical cords. When those cords bring the matter of our world, the human world into contact with the antimatter of their world on the beach, there's an explosion also known as a void out. But just as dead man theorized, Sam's blood does have unique properties and using those properties they can cut a BT's cord. And basically mama added that function. If Sam cuts the cord of a BT, it returns to the world of the dead. So if there's no BTs, there won't be void outs. It's a win-win. Sam takes off his cufflink, puts on the new shiny gold cufflink. And <laughs> it's Sam is like immediately having found like, cause this is news, right? This whole thing is new to everybody. Like BTs aren't supposed to die. They've been a thing that they've been dealing with for years. And Sam is like, okay, so I'm literally cutting them loose. And mama's like, well, yeah, provided you can get close enough to one without them noticing you, <laughs> you can cut them loose. <laughs> Sam puts on the new cufflinks <laughs> and, uh, Sam begin dubs them the cord snipping super handcuffs. Not seriously. Obviously it's a joke. And mama, goes right and says let's try them out you know anything you talk and says cut the cord connecting us yeah boys <laughs> mama walks over we're doing we're doing this now rip the band-aid off i see yeah this is, you just got to commit to it boys this scene is so fucking sad <laughs> do it you got we're just, just do it. we just got to get through it um so mama oh my god <laughs> sucks so hard. Are you crying? So I'm, I'm going to, Aww. 100%. Uh, so Mama walks over to her baby and goes, she's sound asleep, and she's made sure, you know, that she's well-fed, cradles her, and says, just do it. And then begins to, like, beg Sam to set her free. And goes on to explain that this world was never hers, but all the same, I didn't want her to leave it. Even though she's already lost, the truth is she's not really mama's daughter. Um, okay. So Sam is like, okay, so if she's not your daughter. Um, what the fuck was that story you told me earlier? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And uh, mama's like, well, no, kind of. So she explains that her ovaries can't produce eggs. And Lachna has trouble with her uterus. So long story short, neither of them can have kids, right? Which, you know, mama was okay with it. 
because who the fuck needs kids and felt. But Lochna thought differently and Lochna wanted a kid because she wanted somebody to carry her genes. And uh, she fell in love with some homeboy in Bridges, you know, as people do, you know, fall in love with co-workers. Don't do that. You'll hate it. Don't fucking do it. Um, I tried it with Kenny. Didn't work. Just that's why the podcast is so awkward all the time. Wait, what? So, <laughs> see, here he goes again, pretending like I don't exist. My feelings exist, Kenny. <laughs> you don't have boobs. You you have the you have a flat chest. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> Just beep it. Just beep. Let me let me do a timestamp of that. That's getting removed. Uh, but um, but homeboy died in an accident. Long story short, homie died. Um, Lagna was devastated. Mama obviously. Um, Mama goes on to tell Sam that strong emotions that Lagna could feel. Mama felt ones that Mama felt. Lachna felt. And uh, basically the feelings for Lachna got so intense that uh, Mama felt Lachna, to put it in a way that won't get us demonetized for whenever we do start monetizing this podcast, Lachna wanted to join the homie in a different life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, everybody got that vibe? All right. Yeah. Um, yeah so in order to kind of like snap Lochna out of it mama suggested that uh you know why don't we do baby thing so they took one of Lochna's eggs fertilized it with some of his frozen sperm and then had mama carry it to term and uh basically baby grew no problems everything was fine until uh, the attack happened and when that attack happened mama's bond with Lochna was severed so mama wanted to tell her, but instead of being bound to Lachna, she was now bound to this child and she couldn't obviously abandon. Well, I say obviously, but she couldn't abandon this child. It's a whole ass moral dilemmas just everywhere in this. Right. And mama goes on to say that she was wrong. She made the wrong choice. Lachna needs to know what happened. And uh, basically this baby has to go to where it belongs. Because uh, you have to break sometimes some ties to forge others, and you can't be tied to everything. And uh, Mama says that if we're going to reconnect the world, she needs to reconnect with her sister first. Um, she then kind of levitates the baby into the air. BB and the Odrodet come on, and Mama says, "Please." Sam undoes his cufflink. And um, I just want to point out that this isn't a cutscene. Now, you physically, as a player, have to cut this umbilical cord for Mama. You have it's to do it. Like you have, you have to feel that. Oh no, no, it's uh, it's rough, buddy. The whole thing is fucking rough. Um, but again, it's as you and I, have, as we've talked about on this before, is this isn't meant to be a a game for you to immerse yourself in it's meant to be the telling of sam's story but in order for you to feel that kind of thing that you know would affect anybody like i don't know if i could do it being honest with you right like obviously in the game you have to do it to progress but 
to put that weight. It does it to put that weight onto you as the player. And uh, yeah, you cut the umbilical cord. And as soon as you do, the baby starts floating off. But we do kind of get um, some closure with it because as it starts floating off, what appears to be a a woman BT, a female BT, like reaches towards the baby and like pulls it into her and they float off together. Yeah, like she was waiting. Um, Yeah, obviously this whole thing destroys mama, has an, an emotional breakdown over the whole thing. Uh, which you can't blame her <laughs> like that sucks to suck. And then uh, she says, you know, take me home to Lochna. So, yeah. How'd you deal with that one, boys? That was. Oh, it's only going to get worse as the game goes on. It's raining in my room right now. You know what's fucked up? You'll recall when we started this uh, Death Stranding as the deep dive. For this season, I guess, as the big, big deep dive. Um, I said there was like three scenes that like destroyed me and made me actually like cry, cry. That wasn't it. It's a sad scene, but that's not the one that did it. There's sadder shit on the fucking way. This game gets rough, buddy. <laughs> Clean up. Where you at? Dog. If they knew. Um... Moving on, though, so Sam puts Mama in one of his carry people bags, and Mama asks that Sam zip her up, and uh, the reason she wants to be zipped all the way up is because she hasn't been outside in, you know, years because of the baby, and uh, she doesn't want to get overwhelmed from being outside. So Sam is like, are you sure? You know, I figured you'd be kind of claustrophobic from being buried under a giant building, (laughs) and Mama's like, as long as you let my eyes see out of the bag, I'll be fine. But the rest of me, I want I want zippy zipped. And uh, she wants the warmth of the light, the touch of the wind, and the scent of the world. Mama then reaches up to BB as Sam is, you know, zipping her up and starts rubbing BB's case and goes, lucky you, the two of you are still connected. Boy, I hope that doesn't change. Sounds like they're getting disconnected. Sam zips her up. And uh, yeah, now it's... Time for Operation Carry Mama across the goddamn map <laughs> to Mountain Knot City. What could go wrong? Everything. Oh, good, because everything does as soon as you walk the fuck outside. <laughs> <laughs> now, this boss that is about to appear um, isn't great. Because soon- <laughs> So let me explain how he shows up. So you walk outside. And as soon as you do, you'll notice that it's time fall everywhere. And as soon as you do, you hear a voice in the back go, well, shit, I had a special surprise prepped and everything. And you look over and it's fucking Higgs. <laughs> um, and then Higgs is like, but it looks like you got your hands full. That's no biggie. But no biggie. Because he's going to tweak the rules a little bit. He then takes off his golden face mask dip it into dips it into tar and then summons a giant bt mama is like get ready it's coming and what appears in front of you i can only describe is imagine a giant lion uh but without a face <laughs> and that's the only way i can describe it I am made out of tar bro that's a final fantasy summoning 
I can, it's got to be at least 30 to 40 yeah. feet long, 20 feet, 30 feet tall. Uh, it's hard That's to, huge. I have no measurements. It's massive. Um, and then, uh, Higgs is like, whoa, he looks hungry. All you got to do to make it out of this alive is not get eaten. Doesn't that sound like fun? Of course it does. See you later. Dips out. (laughs) Now I won't go into, uh, details of what happens next, but basically mama begs you to run. That is an option, but you're a bitch. If you do that option. Um, you will fight this creature like a man and you will like it because you can take it. Yo, tell me why some of the BTs look like Heartless from Kingdom Hearts. Same concept. This kind of feels like the evil within a little bit as well. Ooh, yeah, I can see mm-hmm. that. I see what you're meaning, that vibe of it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has that like dream sequence nightmare vibe. What a fucking that game's also on the list of ones mm-hmm. we have to cover. Ahead of its time. It is. I just love Shorty's just hanging out in the back. She's like, I'm living my best life. Now, uh, you can go and do all the same shit you did with that one lady. Yeah, the Cairo artist. You can do all the same shit with Mama. There's different scenes. You two can sing to BB. There's a whole bunch of like warm, heartfelt stuff you can do. Um, But we won't quite go into all of that because it's more gameplay than it is any kind of lore behind it. Um. But Mama, on the way there, does give you some more lore about, like, her. And she starts this lore with asking Sam if he remembers remembers his own birth. Hmm. Yeah. And she goes on to say that she remembers when she was inside the womb and she wasn't alone because she could hear not only her mom's heartbeat, but she could also hear Lachna's heartbeat. Because her and Lochna were conjoined twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And when they were born, they were separated. Or, well, she says they tried to separate them with surgery. Um, And the reason she says tries is because while this operation was successful, uh, they were still the same person. Because they knew each other's thoughts. Um, They could feel each other's emotions. They felt the same pain, all of it. Like they were essentially the exact same person. And no matter how far apart they were, that maintained the entire time. So it was kind of like a sort of telepathy that the two of them shared. So even though they were divided in body, their spirits were connected. They were connected to the point that both of them shared a beach. Ooh. Yes. And they referred to it as their own private chiral network. So that's how they got the idea of cupids is they decided to build the cupids. Um, so that way everybody could share what mama and Lachna had. And they had that planned all the way back when they first signed up with bridges and they specifically had a plan to create a network that could unite anyone and everyone, no matter how scattered or different and make everybody one. And it wasn't about bringing people in line. It'd be about bringing them into the fold where they could share and share alike and, you know, change the world. Now, if you remember going into the beginning of this game, the rope and the stick, the rope to pull and what you want close and the stick to kind of keep things away. That's kind of akin to where that comes from is the ideas from Mama and Lachna. And 
using that with Amelie, they finished the Cupid design and um, everything was fine until after, you know, the whole situation with Mama and the whole terrorist attack issue. And that was the first time that Mama didn't have Lochna around. And now that she's like, now that you're getting closer to Mountain Not City, the closer you get, the more Mama can feel Lochna, like her presence. And she thanks Sam for, you know, making her feel whole again is the words that she uses. Now, uh, we are going to finish off Mama real quick, like finish her chapter, because when you do finally get to Mountain Not City and you put Mama on a basically a stretcher, you know, those hospital stretchers with the wheels and stuff Yeah, on one of those. When you do, Mama is holding I didn't describe it too much as we went through, but there's this blue star spinner thing that she used to calm down her baby. And she's still holding on to it. And as she's holding on to it, Lochna comes sprinting over to her and they both hold on to it, which, you know, it's got to be a trip for her. They think your sister's been dead this whole time as well as your unborn child. And like, uh, it just, she's just here with a random dude you were yelling at a few days ago. <laughs> Like <laughs> dying in front of your eyes. It comes together. It comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Mama, Mama dies <laughs> right there on that stretcher. Yeah. Now we do get some, we do get a little bit more depth into before I just cut it off with it. Yep. Mama dies. That's it. See you next episode to kind of spread it out. Um, Lachna does like they do have a scene together and the scene is Lachna, you know, basically tells I'm going to keep calling her mama because I refuse to say whatever that name is and uh, basically tells mama that she loves her. You know, she missed her X, Y, Z. And mama says that she's sorry, shouldn't have kept her in the dark. And while she she tried to save the baby, like the first thing she starts doing is apologizing for the baby. And Lachna's like, you don't have to say shit. Uh don't say anything else about it. And mama goes, by the way, I know I'm here on my deathbed, uh, but I need you to fix homeboys Cupid. <laughs> um, and says, I couldn't save our child, but you can save our world and only you. And they do the typical, I love yous. Um, it's a whole sad scene. The whole thing with mama is sad. And mama's like, make the world whole just like you make me and she goes to give Lochna the blue spinner and as she does she dies and drops the spinner on the ground now there was a part of this that if you weren't watching it you wouldn't have noticed but when mama and Lochna first get like reunited there's like a raise you can see chiral matter kind of raise up that's meant to signify that their stat, like their connection has been reestablished, right? Cause it's the same kind of thing that happens whenever you connect something to the chiral network. That's what's being played. There is the first of there's energy. exactly is like connection reestablished. Uh, Lachna goes in the back, fixes the Cupid and then says, uh, you know, apologizes for everything. And she, this whole time, has thought that Mama has, like, severed their connection on purpose. And then goes on to say that she thought that Mama stole their child and ran off. So she had no idea any of this shit had happened at all. 
Um, but you know, she's fixed the cupid, hands it back, and then you know says that the limiter should be functioning properly. But there is one thing. Before she sat down to like work on the cupid, she took a like a really long, hard look at the, and she's pretty sure somebody's tweaked it. And Sam's like, so someone rewrote your code. And she's like, well, rewrote's kind of overstating it, but let's just say it wasn't the latest version. So once again, there's like weird conspiracy going on of like, okay, so now this thing was like, might have been broken on purpose. Now that conspiracy can lead you to a lot of different places. Uh, and we'll kind of dive into that when we do our deep dive, because that's something that is strange that we'll get into. Um, because one of the things that happens is Lochna goes on to say that while it wasn't the latest version she had made, it was because of that version that her and mama got reunited. So she kind of implies heavily that mama tweaked the code in order for things to fail, to give herself like an excuse for these events to happen the way they did. Like this whole thing could have been just one big manipulation by mama to make all these events of the last two episodes unfold the way that they have. I or three, I guess. So there's that. It's just, you know, one of the things. Um, but yeah, so she goes on to explain that, uh, you need to pay attention to this because this is where we're going to start getting into what BTs and the beach and everything is. This is where we get our first hint at it. So she goes on to say that mama died with her child underneath the rubble. Her ka passed over to the other side, but her ha remained bound to their dead daughter. And, you know, mama knew all of this. And that's why she kept one cuff link loose is because she didn't want anybody seeing her vitals. And it kind of sucked because that means she never fully used her latest, her favorite invention. But she did it all in order to keep Lachna and their daughters safe. Um, Sam, like any normal man does, he kind of just go like, doesn't say a word and just kind of backs away <laughs> from all of this nonsense has been thrown at him. Right and then goes right back to work. He's like, Nope, not dealing with this. And then he connects mountain, not city to the Kyle network. Now, when, uh, he does connect everything to, <laughs> you know, or everything to, I guess everything to mountain, not city and mountain, not city to everything. Um, Lachna starts acting weird and she's looking around and going, sis, and you can hear the disembodied voice of mama going, I'm here. We're whole again. And they both say at the same time, we're one. We look back at Lachna and we see one of her eyes has changed. One's green and one's blue. So just to further the madness a little bit. (laughs) she's entered her final form. (laughs) Um, Now being able to ruin any moment, diehard man calls (laughs) and is like, thanks to you. Edge, not cities finally in reach. And, you know, thanks Lachna for, you know, all the work that she's done on the Kyle network. And, uh, you know, the only place left to go is West. But there's something else Sam needs to know. And <laughs> Die Hardman says, we've been studying the data from when you claim you encountered those soldiers. Um, they had audio, which 
doesn't paint a complete picture, but the languages, the names and the terms they were able to pick out and from the way the munitions fire, which is actually very clever. Um, I didn't think anybody would put that together, but they were able to kind of hear the different ballistics. They were able to identify everything indicated that they were on a battlefield from over a hundred years ago. <laughs> and to be precise, world war one. And it wasn't a dream. It wasn't a hallucination. Um, they right now, the only thing that they have is they think he might've been spirited away to another dimension or something. The best explanation. Well, there's another option. Why? And the other option is given the time discrepancies. The other option is he could have been sent to a beach and they basically have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Um, <laughs> you know, because they also have never heard of a beach being turned into a battlefield. And right now he thinks that beaches are shaped by the will of the people who inhabit him. So the only person who can have an idea of what the fuck is happening is Hartman, which we've brought up, I think twice so far here, but he hasn't had a major role. Um, but basically he's the doctor who specializes in beaches and he not in the chiral network, but guess what? Homeboy lives near. So Sam, go get some sleepies. We're going to get some answers at a later time. And with that, Sam goes down to his bunker and that's where we're going to leave this episode. So what did you think, boys? Was, that's yeah that was so many it was levels. a trip right so yes actually here either next episode or the episode after because die hard or die hardman hartman has a uh he, he explains a lot of it we're gonna yeah. get a lot of the beach explained here in a bit and the ha and the ka is the, 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 explained yeah, as well I love about mm-hmm. that, like, and um i know we said a while ago and this is why i haven't done it um I said a while ago, we were going to kind of go over the Egyptian mythology that's tied to Death Stranding. And then upon like replaying it and kind of gathering my thoughts of how we were going to do this series, <coughs> um, I realized that we kind of get an in-depth with Hartman onto the Egyptian connections of it. So I'm not going to kind of step on the game. I'm not going to do it just to have the game do it again. So we're going to kind of tie the rest of the Egyptian stuff into Hartman's episodes um, just to kind of give a full feel of everything that's going on there. Cause Hartman does explain the ha and the ka, which is Egyptian, but then there's other stuff that we've brought up or talked about that is also tied to Egyptian myth. And uh, we're going to do it then just that way it all kind of ties together in one neat little ball rather than just dedicating a whole episode to the Egyptian mythology. Cause that'd be basically two episodes for the price of, you know, for one, it really wouldn't be any new info in it. Well, there'd be like 10 minutes in a 45 minute episode of new info. So we're just going to put that 10 minutes into one of Hartman's episodes and stuff. Do that. Not waste everybody's time, <laughs> you know, and that's one less episode we'll have in the Death Stranding series. Whatever you want, all the episodes. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, it's a sad, sad. Hug your mom tonight. She's a very special. Lady. Yeah, we have. Um, don't worry, Hartman's. Episodes aren't heartbreaking, so you guys are going to get a little bit of relief as we go through his shit. Um, we also have a lot of stuff with uh, Dead Man coming up as well. Um, a little bit more with Unger coming up. 
there's a lot of stuff about to happen. We're kind of like at the point where things start coming together in Death Stranding. So be ready for that. And uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, want to reach out, want to be a part of the podcast and like, you know, leave us a voice message to play on the podcast and answer some of your questions, feel free. You can do that by either going onto our website of www.youmeanlore.com or sending us an email at youmeanlore at gmail.com. Yeah. Outside of that, be sure to join our Discord. We'll have it down in the link, or we'll have the link down in the description, I should say. And with that, next week is Halo, and the week after, we'll pick up in Death Stranding again when we start up with Hartman. Thanks for listening, everybody. The best thing you can do for us is to tell somebody about us, share the link with somebody. We aren't monetizing this podcast currently because we're in kind of development stage. And we're about to hit our one year mark of it. So this is the perfect time now that we have kind of the equipment sorted out to figure out how you guys want us to do the play out. So now's the time to make your voices heard. We have been gotten some great feedback already about how we need to go back and how we used to do our side quests, uh, our our off topics. So expect more of that and keep giving us your suggestions. This is your podcast. We're just the assholes who talk about it. And with that, Later, y'all. Peace.